Hello and welcome to the Motivation for Regular People podcast. People tend to think about motivation as something that some people have and others don't. The truth is that we all have the same amount of motivation because motivation plays a role in every decision that we make and every action we take. This means that you already have all the motivation you need to accomplish your goals. The only thing standing in your way is a deeper awareness of how motivation actually works and what truly motivates you. I hope this podcast helps you discover and utilize the motivation you've always had inside you. Now, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Motivation for Regular People podcast. I'm here today with Tracy Pleshcourt. I'm grateful that she just coached me on how to pronounce her last name. Tracy is the founder of Self Made You. She co-hosts the Tracy and Gracie Becoming podcast with her daughter. She's also a certified life coach who helps men and women learn how to think to achieve their goals. And I definitely want to talk more about that piece during our time together. Tracy, thanks for coming on the show. How are you today? I am wonderful. I just got done playing pickleball, so I don't think I could be anything else but wonderful. I absolutely love that sport. So, yeah, so fun. now I get to be on a podcast with you. So life is good. Great day. I don't know if this will be as fun as pickleball, but we'll we'll try to reach that standard. That'll be our goal for today. All right. All right. So as I was introducing you, I mentioned what you do. You teach people not what to think, but how to think. So as we begin, could you tell me a little about Tell us a little about what makes those two different. Yeah, for sure. So I think that, you know, most of us have had some sort of formal educational experience and we, you know, have been um, studying books. We've been studying information. We then get tested on our ability to memorize that information. Um, often we are taught to look outside of ourselves for answers and solutions. And it, as I've gotten older and had, you know, a more challenging time overcoming my own obstacles in life, I realized why that was. And it was because I always thought that there was a solution that existed outside of me. So I spent tons of time looking for the silver bullet, looking for the right answer. And it never occurred to me that I, you know, utilizing myself might actually be the solution. I never thought that I could actually think in a way that utilizes myself as a solution, that I could not have to look outside of myself and solve all my problems or achieve my goals, that I could, again, rely or trust myself to come up with the solution. And that all ties back to how you think, period. I mean, our feelings are derived from our thoughts. And so when you believe that to be true, learning how to think different should be the number one priority in your life. And you should commit to taking yourself through a process every single morning that has you thinking in a way that supports what it is that you desire, what mm. it is that you want. And so it's a very, very simple process, but sadly, it's a process that nobody teaches us. And so I created Self Made You to really kind of fill that gap that formal education, I think, 
leaves. And it can be very destructive when people are on this pursuit of happiness and they don't ever look within to try to create it. Hmm. I love what you're saying because I feel like it's so empowering rather than having that limited belief of thinking there's a solution, but I have to find it. It doesn't exist inside of me. I've got to either know where it is or know who might have it. But when you start thinking not about what to think, but how to think, then you realize I've got this inside me already. It even relates back to the previous episode of this podcast on how to creatively solve problems, where when you can bring in that element of creativity and making connections from things that may not have been connected before, all of a sudden you're seeing things that were not there before. And it all starts from, like you're saying, the way that you think. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why you aren't seeing you know, solutions is because you're feeling defeated. You're feeling doubtful. You're feeling skeptical. Those are the feelings that keeps your brain from being able to tap into innovation, to tap into discovery, to tap into empathy. Those are the strengths or the emotions that are actually going to move you forward. But it's not available to you when you're operating from the part of your brain that is steeped in fear. And so there's a little bit of neuroscience that's really important for all of us to know. And I think I'm always shocked at how, you know, having a 10 minute conversation with somebody who is riddled with guilt and shame, um, talking to them about how their brain actually functions and how it's supposed to be functioning Um, and that, you know, just because you're feeling fear does not mean something has gone wrong. It actually means that your brain is operating the way it should. You're just not supposed to be reacting necessarily from all of those fear-based thoughts. If there was, you know, if you were about to step in front of a, a bus, you want your fear-based brain to scare you from not doing that. But when we listen to thoughts like, I better eat that cookie before somebody else does. And you're on a diet, you know, that fear-based thought is not going to serve you and you're really not in any danger. So you have to be able to discern from, you know, whether or not you're actually in danger and decide, okay, should I be listening to that thought or not? And 90% of the time, our primitive brain is the brain, the part of our brain that's in charge and it's offering us fear-based thoughts. And if we react to that thought, we sabotage our truest desires. And so Mm -hmm. that's the science of it. We have two parts of our brain. If you think about like that three pound organ that exists in between every single human being's ears, if you were to cut it straight down the middle, The left part is what I call your primitive brain. It's your fear-based brain meant to keep you alive, meant to keep you safe. And the right side is your prodigy brain. Dr. Scientists would call it your prefrontal cortex. I call it your prodigy brain because it's the more extraordinary part of your brain. Mm -hmm. But that's the part of your brain that goes unused. But we teach people through like kind of mental fitness techniques, how to strengthen that part of your brain. So you start down-regulating to you know, using that part of your brain by default, not Mm -hmm. the primitive part of your brain that keeps you operating from fear. Mm -hmm. I love that last part of what you said, because I feel like many people tend to think of their brains as stagnant in the sense that obviously your brain works for you every day, but 
they think of it more as a fixed product than something that you can work to develop and change. You use the term mental fitness, which I love because it implies that there is work that you can do. There's a process that you can go through of strengthening the way you think, training your brain. How do you help people do that in your program? Yeah. So I think of myself as a lifelong learner, but I also think of myself as a little bit of a slow learner. And so I like to support my learning with frameworks. It's always worked for me. And I always think, you know, if I can overcome overeating, over drinking, under earning, overspending, like healing some of the, you know, most important relationships in my life, I know for sure anyone can do that. And so I have used a framework that has worked for hundreds, if not thousands of people at this point. And that framework is the acronym SELF, S-E-L-F. So you learn to trust yourself. You learn to rely on yourself. You learn to tap into that framework no matter what the application is. And that's where you start to build a sense of self-confidence and a a sense of self-control. You start to feel motivated. And this, what that acronym stands for is start with a decision. So if you have a problem, if you're at a crossroads and you have a problem that you need to solve or a goal that you want to achieve, it has unlimited applications, but you start with a decision. That's the S. What is it that you want and why do you want it? That seems so obvious as a starting point. And I promise you, 99.9% of the people will skip that step. Mm -hmm. They're just like, yeah, I know I want something. And they're so vague about what it is that they want that they start the self-sabotaging process right there. So start with a decision. What is it that you want and why do you want it? Is it that you want to lose 10 pounds because you want to eliminate the inflammation in your body? Is it that you want to heal the relationship with your significant other so that, you know, you can really start to um, see them through a different lens? You can start really kind of collaborating and living a much better life together, like strengthening that connection. What is it that you want and why? The why is really important because you always want to make sure that you like your reasons for making that decision. If you don't answer the question why, you'll find yourself starting to second guess it down the road. And so you always want to be able to point back, oh yeah, this is what I want and this is why I want it. Okay, so start with a decision. Mm -hmm. The second step is eliminate the self-sabotage. Now, when you're operating from your primitive brain, that fear-based brain, its purpose is to keep you safe. And it does that with fear-based narratives, self-sabotaging narratives. We are being sabotaged every minute of every day. And so we have to be aware of the fact that that's the that those fear-based narratives are on purpose to keep us safe, but we're not in any danger. So we should not be reacting from those thoughts. We should be responding. So the Mm -hmm. way you eliminate the self-sabotage is just through awareness. What are the narratives that you're most prone to hearing? And there's 10 of them. 
So there's the judge narrative, like I shouldn't have done that, or I should have done something else where you're judging either yourself, you're judging someone else, or you're judging circumstances. Like I'll be happy once I earn a hundred thousand dollars, right? Like you're judging circumstances or the people pleasing narratives. Like, you know, I, I want them to like me. So I'm going to agree with something that I don't really agree with. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you, and then what that uh, yields is a lot of resentment or there's the avoider narrative um, where it's like, if I, if I don't, if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not going to even try or the hyperachiever narrative. Like there's always room for improvement. So I can't ever be satisfied. Or if I don't succeed, I'm a failure. So there's 10 of these narratives. And there is like the judge is very universal. I find that especially in the United States, the hyperachiever is very universal. But we give a free assessment that shows you very clearly which one you are most prone to listening to. So with that kind of awareness, you can be on the lookout for it and you're less likely to be sabotaged by it because Mm -hmm. you'll hear it. And it's almost like, oh, there it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's meant to keep me safe, but I'm not in any danger. So I'm not going to react. I'm going to respond. And sometimes that response is just acknowledging it. Yep, there it is. Absolutely. Feel, right? Yeah. And I want to say, I want to hear the other two steps in the self framework, but I want to add one thing on that awareness piece. I feel like people avoid that often because they're scared of what they're going to learn about themselves. But the not knowing does more damage than the knowing, because once you know that something is going on, then you've taken the first step to being able to solve it, to being able to do something about it. If you don't know that it exists, it's going to continue to impact you in the same way. And yet there's nothing that you can do to resolve it. Right, right. Yeah, that worst case scenario, like really taking yourself through like, what is the worst case scenario to actually understanding more about yourself, you know, and having, you know, a little bit of humility and vulnerability is so freeing. So Mm -hmm. um, I know that a lot of us are so scared of being judged, but, um, you know, really recognizing that all everything I'm talking about is human nature, it's very human of everyone to be reacting from these self-sabotaging narratives. Mm. Um, So that's why I'm out there talking about it because I want people to know how normal it is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So to recap, we've got start with the decision. What do you want? Why do you want it? That why piece, huge, like you said, and then eliminating self-sabotage. So what are the next two steps? Yeah. So the L is leveraging your prodigy brain strengths. So we talked about you know, the two parts of our brain, we've got the primitive part that offers us these self-sabotaging narratives. And then we've got the prodigy part that allows us to tap into strengths like empathy, discovery, innovation. It allows us to navigate from our values. So it's really interesting to know that when you are over here spinning out in fear from your primitive brain, you cannot access empathy and discovery and innovation. So I just through awareness alone, just through the commitment to be intentional about how it is that you're feeling, you are operating from your prodigy brain. You can't be intentional, like make an intentional decision and not be operating from your prodigy brain. So the L is what I want to underline. I want to emphasize leveraging 
prodigy brain strengths. Because with the awareness, we've already got you knocking on the door of your prodigy brain, but now I want you leveraging the strengths that are available to you when you're operating from that part of your brain. And again, that's innovation, that's um, discovery. So when we are so laser focused and we have kind of one perspective on things, we kind of get stuck in this black and white thinking. What discovery allows us to do is kind of take off those blinders and actually recognize what else might be true. Hmm. So we train our clients to ask themselves, we call it self-coaching, but you start to ask yourself questions like what else could be true? Mm -hmm. What would be the most loving and compassionate thing I can tell myself right now? Um, if I was going to make this decision from my values, what would that look like? What are my values? Like so many of us come up against, you know, we come to this crossroads where we can't make a decision and tapping into your values is such a great supportive tool. And I think it's one that just a lot of people, you know, it, they're, it's lost on them. And so mm -hmm. First off, knowing what your values are. Mine happen to be like generosity, inclusion, quality, collaboration. So when I'm at a like a decision making point and I just really am at a loss, I go to those values mm. and I literally go so through good. every one of them. What would it look like to be generous? What would it look like to be collaborative? What would it look like to still like deliver this with the utmost quality? Mm-hmm. And one quick question about yeah. that. So with your values, and I know we're getting short on time here, but maybe in a minute or less, how did you discover those values about yourself? Yeah, you know what? Honestly, one of the easiest ways to do that is to just peruse a list of values. Like I do this all the time with my clients, like, because I'm also very um, in tune to feelings. So I am all about lists. I have feelings wheels, we have feelings charts, but there's also lists of values and start perusing those. Mm -hmm. You'll know when you hit on one that really resonates with you. You'll know yeah, that and just jot it down and, and revisit it. And then ask yourself, why is that meaningful to me? Right? Yeah. Like it doesn't have to step. be complicated. Our primitive brain wants us to think that it's got to be more complicated than that. And that's not true. That's a very dramatic fear-based fear thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's a great place to start. So we've got yeah. leveraging your prodigy brain strengths, prodigy brain strengths, if I can say that word correctly. Um, <laughs> so what is our last step here? Yes. So it just keeps getting easier. So the last step is now finish with the decision. So notice step one and step four are the exact same steps. So you start with a decision, you finish with a decision. Now, the fourth and final step, finish with a decision. Here's the caveat. I want you to take just the next step that's so easy, it's almost hard not to do. Okay, so Brady, I want you to be thinking about this like as if you're utilizing yourself every single step of every single day. So it's like a flywheel. Hmm. And mm -hmm. so now all you're doing is you don't have to know what the whole path looks like. You just have to take the next step that is so easy, it's hard not to do. Because when you look at life through that lens, when you look at a problem through that lens, when you look at a goal through that lens, now the pressure is off to have to know every step. You just have to take the next step. And here's the deal. It doesn't even have to be the right step. Just take the step because through taking a step, you are going to understand you're going to either learn or you're going to make progress. 
period. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so just good. Take the next step. And through those really simple steps, we get a compounded effect. So we take small incremental steps and we get this compounded effect that has us moving forward. And you're moving forward being guided by yourself. And now you're starting to create confidence and reliance and trust. And it's so small. Like this is so simple and it's so small and you can break it down and you can apply it to unlimited circumstances. So mm -hmm. this is all we teach. We self-made you is literally a university that we kind of have life's biggest, I would say um, most common curveballs and end goals that we take this framework and we apply it to. So we have programming on relationships. We have programming on professional advancement. We have programming on weight loss. And all we're doing is applying the self framework to a goal or a problem so that we can handhold people through the application of this framework so that we can handhold people through utilizing themselves as the solution. And it's like this simultaneous, like win-win because as they are solving the problem that probably has haunted them their entire life, they're also learning a skill that can be applied over and over and over. And so, and it's the skill that, you know, the formal education system left out. And so we are here to like fill in the gap. And as we're teaching it, we offer an applied learning environment. So it becomes like this value add that we're using your goal or your problem as the application to teach from. And it works so well. This is so fascinating. I love just the way you laid it out. And I'm definitely curious to, to learn more about it. So for anybody who's listening in and they want to learn about the program themselves or they want to connect with you, we'll have your website, the the selfmadeyou.com in the URL. Is that the place, best place for people to, to get to know you as well? It is. Yeah. And we do free masterclasses. We do one every single month. So here in the month of December, um, we're doing the Stop Overeating Masterclass, where we're doing exactly what I just told you. We're applying the self-framework to overeating. Um, it's totally free. And then if you decide that you want more help in applying this with consistency, um, we have a $600 program that is super high touch that hundreds, if not thousands of people have taken this program and have lost all the weight, which is not the most important part. The most important part is they know how to keep it off. And we do it from a mental and a metabolic standpoint. So we're really focused on longevity and like really cognitive. I mean, we're all about the brain. So we are all about the cognitive benefits, not just the weight loss, but that that's the focus for December. And then um, January starts the program. So super affordable. We, we do not want any sort of barriers to entry for anyone. Um, mm -hmm. We also offer scholarships because what we really want is for people to learn how to trust themselves. Mm -hmm. I love that. This was a great conversation, Tracy. Thanks again for sharing some time with us, for breaking down that framework. And I'm excited to stay in touch with you in the future and hear about how you're helping more people with this. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun. Of course. 
Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Recently, I was feeling overwhelmed with all of the responsibilities I was juggling in my work and personal life. I signed up for BetterHelp and scheduled my first online therapy session. To be honest, I was a little nervous about meeting with a therapist online, but I was matched with a great therapist who offered me a fantastic experience. She helped me tremendously in our first session, and I noticed an instant difference in my mental health. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can also message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions whenever it's convenient for you. If you're matched with a therapist who isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, you also get more scheduling flexibility and a more affordable price, especially when you get 10% off your first month by signing up at betterhelp.com MFRP. That's betterhelp.com MFRP. Check it out and sign up today.